So, and we're off. All right, now that we're recording, what's the plan? <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> I have a few notes that I wrote five minutes ago. Uh, will we touch on any of them? We just had a good conversation about phones, but we didn't record. It's true. <laughs> uh, it was pre pre show. That was, no, that was the uh, that was the uh, Patreon episode part. <laughs> Where they uh, you pay for that? That was the conversations that you get when you uh, throw in a little dough. So uh, <laughs> I really don't know where to start. Uh, so well, I uh, <laughs> go ahead. I'm not sure. I'm not sure we're going to be able to go to a game six on Saturday. Well, as I okay, we can talk about uh, that. Was part of my notes, but it looks like uh, Atlanta is whipping that ass right now, and yeah. Uh, after after the Dodgers what was the what was the final score on that last night? I guess like fifteen to one. Fifteen to one. <laughs> yeah. The the only thing about it was uh the Braves though last night, they could basically just check out after the first inning. They'd be like, eh, whatever. Do you think there ought to be like a button? Maybe it's in the center field or like right behind the catcher. There's like a button that maybe the manager, or the captain, after a while, just go. All right, he's gonna go to the button, and and you smash the button, and the game is over. You've 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 saved everybody time. Everybody can go home, or stop. Somebody, go watch something else. <laughs> somebody did uh, tweet last night that very technically there is a rule that can be exercised because the lead was so big and it was far enough into the game that the Braves could essentially just wave the white flag and just end it. But no one's ever done that. They're not going to do that because the game's on TV and people paid to be there. I know that does stink. It's, it should be like, if you do hit the button, whatever they prorate the, the amount of time that it was and like, Hey, we just go to the front off or every, all the, uh, all the money has been put into your bank account that you would have gotten for a game. (laughs) I don't know. I'm working it out <laughs> in my head as I'm speaking, but you as know. we're going, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it I, sounds kind of like the idea of uh, the NBA having the automatic win circle, like 75 feet from the basket. Where? Well, I guess I don't know how far away that actually is. Well, it's roughly three quarters of the floor okay well i thought it'd be like in the stands or something like <laughs> no it's like we gotta you've gotta hit this feet. <laughs> no but just have that circle and you could at any point in time you could be down 30 but if you pull up from 75 feet and make it you win the game's yeah, over yeah i just feel like someone would eventually just get really good at that <laughs> could, you, could you imagine a sold out crowd showing up. This is an exciting like game. Oh, we already hit in. it. Up. Oh, all right. See you guys. 
Yep. Yeah. See you later. But yeah, uh, for those who don't know, yeah, uh, Jay. Well, the most procrastinating. You should have just bought the tickets whenever we were talking. Just, like, don't oh. ask us, and dude. I I, I, I should have bought tickets. Like, I was looking at it as as you were, and it was literally like as we were on our little our DMs that we have. And we were talking. All right, this day's at forty. Nope, it's already gone. All right, well, yeah. okay, this day it's at forty. Nope, it's already gone. And then you should have just pulled the trigger and say, "Hey, uh, if anybody's go, I'll find somebody. If you can't go, so. right? No, that's what I should have done with uh, with the World Series because I figured the NLCS would be fine, even if we were talking through it. But I should have just picked a game for the World Series and bought four and just figured it out down the road. Cause I guess but, the hey. can you uh, can you sell those tickets on, oh, on StubHub? Yeah, that's that's a, that's, a, that's a stupid question. I didn't I don't even look. That's the only way. To... You should. I went to. Uh, I looked on SeatGeek, and they've gone down a little bit, especially since the Yankees lost. But the day they went on sale, they were on the secondary market. The same ones you could get for either seventy five or ninety or whatever the the lowest price was. They were going for upwards of like five hundred bucks a ticket. Okay. Wow. Okay. And but, and you can get them now. I think the cheapest I saw the other day was somewhere in the range of like three forty, three sixty a piece. Plus, plus Seat Geek charges you a fee. Oh yeah. So you're looking at close to four hundred dollars a ticket, and there's no way I'm doing that. But I I've, I kind of think if the Dodgers lose. And Tampa wins. You think that'll go down? It'll drop down somewhat. I'm discouraged by the fact that apparently there are a lot of Atlanta fans that are there. So there's probably demand from that end. There's no one from Tampa who's traveling in. <laughs> Can to we see get the this. Tampa tickets? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, you know, I was I was kind of di- hearing a discussion about how like the basketball bubble went. And how I guess somebody, some people want to put like an asterisk, asterisk on that bubble win. And I would almost, I've heard both sides of it. And I would be like, yeah, you should probably put one on there because it was so weird. Uh, but not, not in a way of like, oh, they shouldn't, like they wouldn't have won if it was a regular season. I'm not, I'm not saying that. It's just yeah, the way it's weird. It's weird because, you know, like usually you're watching these games and you're thinking, well, um, all right, well, it sucks that they win, but at least the Dodgers get to go back home or something like that, or these these type of things where it's like it's the same sh- it's the same thing every day. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it's good or bad. Again, I haven't really, I haven't really been following as well, but I wonder there definitely should be an asterisk because this is kind of like it's it's different. It's different from anything we've ever done, but it wouldn't shouldn't it be something where it's like, well, if we get the Braves, Tampa Bay, you know, it's gonna be, you know, I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be like, oh god, this not this this wouldn't have happened. You don't know that. It probably could have. I'm unsure what happened there. Uh, that's better. I, I was like talking, and I was like, are you gonna fucking respond? <laughs> <laughs> For a podcast, but then I was like delayed. Like everything I said, uh, okay, 
No, I, I could hear you. you. You were kind of blurry, but I, the audio was fine on mine at my end. Okay. Well, no, I was just basically, you know, is this different as far as it being, you know, it's in a bubble and it's and it's not a you're going home and you're going to a rowdy crowd or this is neutral sites, obviously. I don't know. It's going to be it's going to be interesting I, to I see. It's it's just different. Uh I don't think any of these championships should be viewed as oh, yeah, that one doesn't count for whatever reason. I mean, the biggest thing with the NBA that was unfortunate was it was already kind of a mismatch in the finals. And then Miami's probably second and third best players got hurt in the first game. And I, I think that series probably plays out exactly the same way, even if they're healthy, six games seem pretty reasonable, but I mean, I, love basketball in the NBA. And I watched, I think one quarter of one game because I knew what the outcome was going to be. Wow. It wasn't, it wasn't worth my time and it had alternatives. There's football on and playoff baseball. So I'm good with that. Yeah. I, and I'm not, I, I, I don't even pretend to know anything about basketball, but from what I, uh, from what I gather from it, it sounds like everyone should really respect Jimmy Butler after all this. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he carried that team through the two games they won. I mean, they could have easily just laid down. And I mean, they were the fifth seed That's out of the insane. East going into this. That's super insane. Yeah. So if they would have just got run four games in a row, everybody would have still been like, oh, that was, it's great, though. I mean, what a good playoff run by them. Yeah. But what a gutsy to, performance. To fight yeah. and, and make it make it interesting. They couldn't quite get it to seven games but i i don't know how much differently it would have played out if it was normal i mean maybe maybe the clippers don't crap the bed in the i guess that was the second round yeah in the second round did they but, lose to the nuggets is that who they yeah was? okay okay well i mean because you don't know it's all butterfly effect but in the in the bubble they're up in game five of that series by 17 points, like late in the third quarter. And all they got to do is close it out. Now, under normal circumstances, they'd be at home in front of their home crowd. That game's probably over. On a neutral side with no crowd, different situation. You know what's funny? And again, I guess maybe it's just maybe the podcast I was listening to, which is Flagrant 2, which is, everyone should listen. I really like that podcast. And they talk about basketball, and I do not enjoy basketball as much as I used to. I don't know why. But they they made the the now like which which player would you have taken? Would you take Kawhi Leonard or Jimmy Butler right now? Uh, still Kawhi. Exactly. Not... Yeah. Exactly. But but with the thing with is because it's because of like overall talent, correct? Yeah. But but Kawhi Leonard is like a guy who I feel like I'm totally stealing a point, but I found it to be really fascinating. But uh Kawhi Leonard is just a guy you go throw in the corner and Kawhi Leonard is a, just a really great player. Now is Kawhi Leonard going to go, "Come on guys, let's go" and like a full on like uh kind of getting kind of getting the whole team in that culture of wanting to win a basketball game. 
I'm not it's, really sure. Where with Jimmy Butler, he's he was over there. Wasn't it Minnesota? He was at. Yeah, and he was around a bunch of bums who's like didn't right. want to play, and everyone kind of was looking at him like, at least just from my perspective, because I'm not a big uh, basketball guy, but they all looked at him like, oh, Jimmy's unreasonable. He's he's not a he maybe a little. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe people thought he was crazy or something like that, or or hard to work with. But that's probably more how it was how it was phrased. Is maybe he was difficult, difficult in the locker room. But it sounds like he wasn't difficult. He was just a real pain in the ass and like trying to get people going. And he got people on that Heat team to do a lot more with what he had than what Kawhi Leonard, who had probably more talent on his team than Jimmy Butler did. Well, that Heat team is, I mean, it's its constructed very well, and their coach is, they have an excellent coach. Isn't that crazy? I find that to be so crazy, that Spolstra is like, like not even legit, like, oh, he just, like, he's like one of the top five coaches in the league right now? Uh, I, I mean, I think after what just happened, I think you, you'd be hard-pressed to find a That's list so that didn't have him in the top five. Like, and I, I think he's... Yeah, he, he's always been good. I think just his first couple of years, he was just overmatched by the personalities he had to deal with and the expectations. But by the time he was in year three, four with the Heat, with LeBron and Wade and all that, I mean, I think he was a good coach by then. I, I think the first couple of years he had to learn a lot, but I mean, he was thrown like right into the fire too. Yeah, no joke. Hey, your first head coach job. You've got these guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you've got, holy crap. You've got these two guys. Don't one screw them, it up. <laughs> one of them's definitely not going to listen to you. One of them, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, again, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I could get back into basketball one day, but it's just, it's, there's too much like peripheral stuff for me to concentrate on it. And also, I don't know what it is. I just I just can't concentrate on it because there's just other bullshit of it. I just I don't know. I mean that's that's me in hockey. I, I just don't have I don't have the time and capacity for it. All you got to do is know when the blue line when they're allowed to go past <laughs> the blue line. Is that too hard for people? <laughs> Offsides? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> or yeah, I mean I don't know. The blue line really. Throws people for a loop, I think. Well, it was really uh, back in the day. I can't remember what year they changed it when you couldn't make a two-line pass. <laughs> Did you recall those days? No, but that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> oh, it was so <laughs> frustrating to watch. I, I think I think in the Stars' original run, like in 99 and 2000, you still couldn't make the two-line pass. I and the game would just bog down. I wish we had a it, hockey guy in here right now, Jacob or uh, Brandon, right now to, to let me. Hopefully, know. I'm I, remembering. Hopefully, I'm remembering that correctly. I only remember the are, crease being just a total pain in the ass. Yeah, there's certain things there's so, that I just. There's an old video. I can't remember where it is. I, I don't know if I could find it, but it's a, it's a video of all the. Um, it might be like 97 or 98 the stars and and it's just like one thing they had it they they scored a goal it's like it's kind of pro, uh 
prophetic the way it happened because they kind of won on a crease goal. And, but it was them over there going, uh, they just lost, but they're over there looking at the TV. He's like, he was in the crash. Ah! They were all like going just apeshit. I'm like, God, this is so stupid. Why the hell? I, I, I'm not even going to be able to know where to even look at. And I, as much as I've, uh, I guess, watched in my life, which is not a huge amount, I don't think I could articulate clearly what icing is. What do you not mean you don't know what icing is? I mean, that's just where they hit it all the way down to the other end. But sometimes it's not. Icing. Well, and can't you wait? Can't you wave it as well? Well, no? the, those I think. Um, oh, God. <laughs> should I should I do hockey one on one with Snoop, Bo- Snoop Dogg explaining icing to you? <laughs> no, no. OK, actually, yes. I'm about to say uh, this sounds hilarious. Let's see what he's got to offer. Um, Hockey Boys Cool Book is here to explain the coolest game on ice. I know it seems like there are a lot of rules in hockey. These guys are going crazy fast. The refs are like Olympic figure skaters twirling all around. But don't worry, I got you. Today, I'm going to be teaching you about icing. It's a simple rule, but some people get confused. First, that's me. That's that's Jay. Jay's <laughs> one of those guys. I'm that guy, Snoop Dogg. I'll tell you what it's not. Icing is not like someone getting iced. It is not. Oh, this is a is little. That... <laughs> so is that, you mean like when you kill someone like you did, Calvin brought us? Murder was the charge. That... What was that song? Okay, whatever. Murder was the case. Murder was Murder. the case. That the... Okay. Yeah. Day cake. It is not in any way related to bling or diamonds. So what is it? This is icing. When a guy at one end of the ice dumps the puck way down to the other end, that's icing. It's a rule that makes sure defenses can't just fire the puck down the ice anytime they're getting pressure. Okay, I don't understand how you don't understand that one. That was like okay, one well, of the- maybe. Maybe I'm just confused by the fact that I I thought that so, I I see it sometimes and. I see what I feel like is the same thing. The defense just clearing the puck. And but, the answer is be like, well, this isn't icing. Well, sometimes they'll wave it because, like, the defensemen are, like, kind of trying to make icing. And they'll be like, no, get your happy ass over there and get the puck is usually what happens. That like, seems unstable. This like seems we're, like a rule that we're, we're like, just applying sometimes. Oh, I, I, I'm not – disagreeing with you it does seem weird where it's like yeah that's not a foul ball today and this time it's not a foul ball but you know sometimes yeah i i get that i think it's more or less um again it's it's all to make sure people don't just you know hawk the hawk the uh puck all the way to the end to to end someone so you've got to just hit it out towards the center and get it out of the blue line that's all you got to do. Get it past the blue line. Okay. That's what you're trying to do. Great rule. Great rule. I'll break it down on the telestrator. This player is on his own side of the ice. He fires the puck all the way down the ice. Pass all the guys on the benches. Pass a bunch of fans. Pass a couple of sponsor signs. 
all the way past the goal line to this area. Here, See, I that wasn't even a good explanation right there. Yeah. In the in the in the video, they actually for the the audio listeners who aren't watching this on uh the live stream, uh they showed a guy well past like he's actually in his zone and he's hawking the puck and it ended all the way up. Where it's actually I don't know if I can actually back this up. Let me just sing it. Well, my issue with this one for an audio medium is uh it seems like there's a guy down there for that team. Shouldn't well, be icing. They're well, not trying to just dump it down. Well, the problem was is if he did do that, but he, he see where he's at. He's their uh, defender got to their fir- got there first. Huh. Yeah, it's it's and then they also say that little dot right there in the circle. Uh, if the if the defenseman gets there even though that's unstable too cuz i've seen i've seen forwards beat defensemen to that dot and they still blow icing so there's no doubt it's it's very unstable uh i would say besides basketball hockey has the worst officiating out of all of the leagues yeah and basketball is, it's always been this way like it's so different um, I mean, high school is the highest level I could say I played at, but, uh, watching it, like watching a high school game, the way it's, it's officiated, watching a college game and then an NBA game, it's like almost three entirely different worlds <laughs> of the same sport. Of course. Well, that's and like, it's, all, it's always been like that, but I think that's like whenever I was watching the old Texas OU game and watching that and watching those, like I know people that just go completely crazy over officiating college football. And I go, why do you even waste your time getting upset about officiating in college football? Like, just recently. Okay, has that fully gone through? Is like NFL refs fully full-time? Or is it Uh, only some of them? No, I think they they are now. They did something recently. Where the whole whole strike and all that, but... Yeah, that was within the last. That's shit. That's almost eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's a shit. Lo- that was a long last time ago. But um, you know, we're college, college, or even if you go to high school. I mean, these guys are like, they just got home from like driving a pickup truck or something like, or like a a dump truck or something. Yeah, I mean, well, especially especially high school. I mean, yeah. you just have to get certified. Out, I, yeah. I had a, I, I mean, my cousin, he doesn't do it anymore, but he used to officiate. It was smaller schools. It was probably like 1A and 2A football, but he had a regular job during the week and he would officiate a game on Friday night. But I mean, his qualifications were he probably went to like maybe a class and maybe he just took a test and they're like, yeah, you're good enough. Get out there live. And start <laughs> they didn't even grade him. They just they kind of looked at him and go, "That's close enough." No. <laughs> I'll, I'll sign off on that. He's officiating like a Leonard Wolf City game. I mean, you don't need a whole lot. <laughs> just you know, whatever you can do. But it's you know, it's it's useless to. But basketball is obviously one of those sports, and hockey. I mean, you pull some bullshit like penalty. And you throw someone in a box, you've you've affected the game quite a bit. 
And then yeah, that's that's another thing I struggle with <laughs> with hockey, and I saw it a lot during the Stars' recent run. Is when they would uh, uh, get something called on them, the other teams in the power play, like just people complaining on Twitter. With there's no way that should be a penalty. That's not this, that, or the other, and not. I just kind of have to take the word for it because I'm watching it like, I don't know. I mean, it kind of looked like one, I guess, but I'm not really sure. (laughs) But I guess. What's the difference between hooking and slashing? I mean, I think where he puts, I don't know. It's all with a stick. Something with a stick. It involves a stick, I'm for sure. I'm 80% sure. But I mean, I can't watch it. I can watch basketball with the nuance of. Then eh, that's not really a foul, or that is, and that type of thing. But I can't hockey. I'm just kind of like whatever they call. I'm just gonna kind of go with it. I guess that's the only thing. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna move past the basketball thing, but, um, but I am excited if we actually do go to a game. Like, number one, it's gonna be very interesting to like walk into this new building that apparently the Rangers play, which we're going to go with our first game into that ballpark, and it's not going to be a Rangers game, which is right. kind of hilarious. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's just, like, yeah. disrespectful. That's so disrespectful. <laughs> I mean, I would rather than – I'm glad that it's here. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty cool that, that we're hosting it here locally. I think the the, the the field probably more than the team, but I think they're getting some good pub out of it too. Well, I, I think what's great about it is it's actually shown I don't want to hear no bullshit about the balls not being able to get out of the ballpark. Like, Boy, that's, that is the absolute truth. Yeah, These teams I, have not had any problems <laughs> jacking about. Well, out you know, it's been really hard. You know, it's, you know the dynamics of the field. No, psh, these guys have gotten it out. It's you can do it. I promise. Yeah, you pan over to the <laughs> scoreboard, and the Dodgers have put up eleven in the first inning. Dude, that was insane. Uh, I turned. I'm like, what's going on? Because I, I don't I remember what I was exactly doing. I was busy, but I was hearing that there was just colossal ass whooping happening on the television. I flipped over, and it's it was just as Seager had just hit another home run to hit it to make it thirteen to nothing. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So it was, yeah. It was crazy. I, I saw just a bit of it in the first inning, but I, I saw like the first few hits and runs, but not any of the. I think there was a three run homer and then a grand slam that followed it in that first inning. And I wasn't watching it at the time, but I just get the notifications on my phone. And I was like, this is, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was a record 11 runs in the first inning. <laughs> It's not something that happens very often in the playoffs. What the hell happened? I don't know. I mean, uh, who, who were they I, even I, pitching I, against? Who who was pitching? Uh, against Some guy. I mean, the Bra- yeah, I mean the Braves have a couple dudes at the top end of their staff that are good, and then beyond that, it's just kind of a bunch of guys. Tommy Hunters types. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, the guy that started tonight has a Tommy Hunter vibe to him, oh, really? but he went 
he went six innings and gave up one run. I mean, so, I mean that with no disrespect. If Tommy Hunter's listening, I mean, he he, just, he started a he started a World Series game exactly he, in, 20, in 2010. More than what some have ever accomplished in their careers. So yeah, I I don't know, but I'm uh I was listening to old uh, another guy I really want to get on the podcast, but it seems like every as the days go by, it's becoming less and less likely. But I would really like to get John Boy on the show. Okay. I don't know if you're a fan or not, but. Uh, I mean, a, a little bit of exposure, but I don't seek out his stuff. But well, I feel like it. his. Just... I feel like his stuff seeks me out. <laughs> oh, okay, that's fair. Like, I, uh, it's not even so much on. Uh, I don't think I ever see him on YouTube, but it's a it's a Facebook. I mean, I'm never on Facebook, but someone will send me a video and then John boy's video will start up right after. And I go, well, I guess I'll watch 10 of these real quick. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. I'll, I'll just, you know, he'll have some, he's like, Hey, you know, uh, during the off season or during whatever COVID was, he was like doing a bunch of old videos, um, old breakdowns of, uh, like there was a fight between Will Clark and Ozzy or uh, not Ozzy Gian, but Ozzy Smith. Okay. And I was like, man, I've never even heard of that. That was interesting. I'm... Yeah, Will Clark was. It's uh, so understanding he was kind of a prick. Uh, yeah, kinda. I would say kind of a prick. I don't know. Sweet swing though. Dude, well, I tried, tried a, to copy that one as a kid. As a left-hander, uh, Will Clark was well. It's kind of crazy, is you know, I guess I was real upset when Rafael Palmero left, but Will Clark was a fine replacement. Oh yeah, when I was a definitely. kid, yeah, I was. No, like, I was excited for that acquisition, and the and the Braves just hit about a four hundred and fifty foot shot just oh my now. God. So, so yeah, we're no no problem, of... no problem hitting homers in the new ballpark. And now it's eight to two. It doesn't. So I they mean, play the, again the... tomorrow. Yeah, I mean the Dodgers could win tomorrow, and then there's Game Six on on Saturday. I don't know who's pitching tomorrow. I, mean, Wait, I think tonight was supposed tr- to be. They're trying to get this done very fast, huh? Oh yeah, they're in the World Series. They're playing like two games and take a day off, and then play a few more. But the Championship Series, it's if it goes all seven, you play seven days in a row. They have no desire to like string this along. No, but they're also not traveling, so these guys can these guys can play every day if they're. I mean, they're probably I don't know where they're staying, but if one of the teams is staying at the Sheridan, it's like a. Two minute walk from the ballpark. I'm sure they can manage. Is that the only one that's over there? The Sheridan? Uh yeah, there's a Crown Plaza over there. Yeah, right I don't, off I don't of... think they're playing out the Crown Plaza. <laughs> I've stayed there before. I've I've stayed in a Crown Plaza. I don't think I've stayed in that one before. I've stayed in that one. It's hard to get to. I'm surprised it's still functioning. It's uh the one over there in the loop or wherever the hell I don't yeah to my I don't think I've ever even driven to the door I don't think I've ever been able to get a, can you give me the directions to, to I, I can tell you if, if you're if you're going west is that the direction you go yeah if you're going west you have to drive past it 
and then like exit and loop all around. It's a big hassle. They need to work on their their uh, civil engineering over there. Well, I think that thing is probably 40 or 50 years old. Yeah, and it's one of those hotels, too, that um, uh, you go and it's all, if this makes sense, like it's all open in the middle. So, like, if, if you're staying up on the fifth or sixth floor, you walk out of your room, like there's obviously a pathway around the whole floor and a, a railing that meets OSHA standards. But if you happen to kind of lean over and lose your balance, you're going to fall to your immediate death. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> So we stayed there uh, a few years ago. Uh, kids were really small. And, of course, you know, you open the door and they just take off out of the room, just wild ass. And I'm, like, running them down, like, do not climb up to to look over or anything like that. I just imagine being on the news. And, and for the folks for, listening at the uh, – so you got to turn off on the th- – Okay, I, I get see. The, look at that. I get the direct. Yeah, you see the loop there, but and there's a guy doing construction right in the middle there. Um, but Avenue H, H is it H or H E? Well, I don't know. That's even more confusing. It's Avenue. I'm not returning. <laughs> is what it is. Yeah, that's yeah, very little wild ass there. So, uh, on top of that. R.I.P. Dax ankle. Um, that was pretty gross. Was it? Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, what was I doing? Oh, do you do you currently know anyone? I guess family or friends that are fully stop. I, I think I told you about my dad. Um, but I found f- more family members of mine that are completely out on football. They're not watching. Uh, because of, basically because of social issues? I don't know. Uh, okay, I want to make it clear. I, I don't think anyone who doesn't want to watch football is like the worst person ever. I think they just want to watch football. And if they want to get into social issues, they'll go watch Channel 4 at 6. Right. Kind of thing. And so, uh, but yeah, I would say more or less, but even though I've told them, I'll go, literally, I don't even know that there's anything going on with that. Like I go watch football yeah. and it's just football. Right. So I have, I haven't heard it with football. I've heard it from people that I know regarding basketball, but, and I feel like basketball, maybe <sighs> basketball is uh, really over your head. I mean, it is in your face every well, time they turn around, every time it's on the floor, it's right. It's all over the place. I mean, it's and it's not something you can go, I'm just going to enjoy this basketball and not worry about anything. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's there. I guess it's whether you want to make it a factor. You but, gotta really, I, I think it. you really, really got it. I'm not being – a jerk here, but I think you really gotta love basketball to want to watch basketball right now. So that was the feedback I've gotten, or just people I've had conversations with have mentioned mentioned basketball far more than football is the one that mm, okay. I'm not watching right now. Whether it was for that, uh, whether it's the whole, uh, I guess the NBA's 
dealings with China or their inability to cut that cord because God, I don't want to sidetrack anymore, but did you listen to Mark Cuban uh, with Megan Kelly? Uh, no. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that you would, or I would, I would doubt that you, I would, I don't think that would be anything you'd want to listen to. Boy, I never thought, man, Mark Cuban took an L on that one. Not a so good, that was, not a good look. That was the one where he just kind of wouldn't answer the question. He about would be China. like, She's like, I understand that there's like atrocities other places. Can you say that China bad? Like just in the simplest terms. And he goes, listen, I like their money. Leave me alone. Well, I think he said <laughs> it's not like our responsibility to solve the world's problems. I get that. But just yeah. like all he had to be like, hey, he, he could have even been like, listen, there ain't no way around it. I'm going to make China money. But what they do is really fucked up. Like, he could have just said that. Yeah, he could have. But, I mean, they just went through that whole ordeal when one of the, you know, the Houston's GMs yeah, tweeted do you know, and whatever. Do you know, and do you know how much big of bullshit that was? Like, they could have all just been like, hey, assholes. Like, they can say what they want. This is America. You, They're not in China. Yeah. Like, that's... But, I mean, I guess my whole point is Cuban could have just been like, you know what... It, uh, me saying something is going to cause some hubbub and it's not in the end it's well i guess he's just in a bad position too because oh, oh, my I, point is what what is the nba going to do if if they take a stand or whatever it's not going to change anything well it's, it's probably just, you know, I, I i don't know i know i'm not ever saying that nba are going to start uh, releasing uh, political prisoners out of china like i have no, no. i don't think i have any but just simply going, hey, uh, I think what China's doing is kind of fucked up, and they'd just be yeah. like, and just take and just let the, um, what do they say? Oh God, just let the chips uh, fall where they may. They just all right, yeah. That's all you got to say. But when you can't just go, yeah, China's fucked up, and but you can't because you're worried about some other. You're gonna lose some whatever. I don't know what yeah. you're gonna do. I feel like that is filtered i mean and cubans close enough to the top but i think that's filtered from the top down from the nba like there's word out that when that comes up you don't you don't talk about it it's that's like, weird isn't that weird you know, with, with players it's with tampering on free agency and all that but i think this is along those lines that it's out there that if you're a player which the only one that's going to be asked about it is basically lebron, LeBron yeah. or if someone who was actually chinese was in the league you know, might might get a question on that, but um, Yao Ming, what do you think of your country? <laughs> is great. If I don't say that, they'll chop my head off. My big giant head. Um, yeah. No. Uh, so uh, to die, I didn't mean to go into that direction, but I, I I found that really fascinating. I'm not saying I wouldn't say he fully took an L, but I wouldn't say that that was like the wow, Mark Cuban, you really took a stand there. It was just kind of. Uh, I get what you're. I get what you're saying too. You, he's. Yeah. This is so much bigger than him. But I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to take his franchise away. I don't no. think they're going to do that over Chinese uh, saying, "Yeah, that's pretty screwed up what they're doing there." So, um, but the uh, going back to the Cowboy game into the deck, I uh, I 
I got invited to a, a family birthday party of a small small child, uh, and uh, and I was really shocked of whenever they were going to have the party and what time they were going to have the party. Oh, okay. The party was at four o'clock. I think it was. Okay. It was at four o'clock, and I'm going. I was talking to my wife, and I was like, man, they're having this at 4 o'clock? I mean, like, I don't really care. If I miss the Cowboy game, I'll catch what I can, whatever. It's not really that big of a deal to me. But I'm like, to this side of the family, I go, these people are really big Cowboy fans. And they're going to just, I mean, I know they love their person that they're having a party for. But they said, screw it. We're not watching the Cowboy game. We're having a birthday party and then as i was there i go um my dad was talking about it and you know he goes yeah i'm not what uh, i was i was trying to check the game <laughs> scores and i was like hey, you know the score of the cowboy game and i was being a jerk to him and he goes no 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 i don't care about that and he he went to the other person there and he's like you're not watching either right and he goes nope i'm not watching and i was shocked i was literally shocked so wow. I, I was kind of like, I, I mean, these are big cowboy fans, and they're you can say what you want, and oh, they're you know bad people, but I mean, they just don't want to deal with it. So, but what was more surprising to me is that they stopped watching football, and it wasn't like the end of the world. They were like, oh, I just do something else. No, I mean, you're gonna find something else, I and mean, we found other stuff to to watch when there was no sports for six months. Yeah. So I mean, all, gonna, all the more reason something else to fill your time. <laughs> Whereas if I was running PR or whatever marketing for the NFL, I go guys, I get it. Y'all want to do all this. And I feel like we got to find a way to, for you to speak your mind. But people just went a long time without watching y'all. And, they could probably still do it if you, you know, if you're going to take it to this point. And yeah, I, think that's, I, think, I think that's what's happening. I think some people are going to fall off for that reason. Some are going to have others. I mean, I, anyone that I've encountered that's taken that stance, whether it's football or basketball, probably wasn't a huge football or basketball fan to begin with. But that's what's weird I mean, about it. I, I would have taken that stance too, but these people right. I'm talking to – are talking about are very big football fans. And I, yeah, I'm i like, wow, I didn't I, – I was so just maybe – I was like, am I just uh, maybe in my little bubble of – I mean, these are my family members, but uh, <laughs> if there's any other people there, I was like, yeah, I'm not watching football. You know? So is it, it's just – is it just the Cowboys or – Oh, it's all, you know, if, all football I mean, embargo. Even – so Georgia Alabama Saturday night, they're they're out on that. Uh, during the Texas OU game, which is a big well, I would say, I don't know about the other people, but like my parents, I said, did you watch the Texas OU game? It was nuts, and they're like, nope, we were out, we were doing all this stuff, and you know they were. I mean, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing because it, it sounded no. like it sounded like my dad was like as happy as he's ever been. He's like, "Oh man, no, we had it, so many things to do. We were doing all see, this." That's, uh, I think that's different, though. Yeah. I mean, if somebody somebody for whatever reason 
because it was it wasn't around and they found a, that they could live without it or whatever the reasons if they're telling you no we didn't we went out and we did this and then we enjoyed our time together and we went and enjoyed some nature walk i, I have no problem with that if somebody's like i'm not watching football and all they do they're just gonna sit in their chair and watch judge joe brown <laughs> for four hours i'm like that's just you're just owning yourself for no reason. No, like you're not. Nobody no, he's, cares. I mean, I, about I'm your not going to say that. I'm, well, he doesn't watch Joe. I don't think that shows on the air. <laughs> I don't think that shows on the air anymore. <laughs> but um, sorry, Judge has, Joe Brown. He has gotten into a lot of car shows and. Uh, okay. Yeah. What's wrong with that? It's very surprising. I was like, my dad, I never thought was ever in the cars, and he's like, we were talking about something, and he started rattling off all these cars i'm like how the hell do you even know that i didn't know it's pretty interesting dad you can't teach old tricks i don't know uh old men uh but so i got home from the birthday party and it was actually fairly far but i missed the majority of the game and i flip on the television and literally at that second oh dak had broke his footies it yeah it was nuts like I, I was, I was trying to turn it on, and then I tur- flipped on Twitter, and everybody's going nuts. And I flip on the channel, and then boom, there's a twisted off ankle. Yeah, and you uh, watching it live. I mean, the just the play and the camera angle, like you didn't see instantly when it happened, like when it broke. But I mean, they switched cameras, like camera angles, like right when he was tackled, and he's when he's kind of sitting up. He's just like on his butt. Yeah. But like that that angle, like immediately you could tell that his foot was facing the wrong way. And it was just like, yeah, that's that's not normal at all. What do you do in that instance? That doesn't seem like one of those, you know, like people are like injury prone. I'm not sure you do anything in that moment, like bend your foot out. It's just like those no, I mean, I think he was just looking at it at first, and I, I guess it is some sort of dude. It was pretty gnarly. Shock! It was pretty gnarly watching him go. Listen, I'll put this thing back in. We're gonna we're gonna run a different play, and he was just, and then he tried to you do know, it for a little bit, and it looked like he was like, ah, it's not going back in. You know, though, if if it was just dislocated, because like he that, might be able uh, to do that. Yeah, yeah. No, that golfer like. Two or three years ago, or whatever that oh, was, have yeah, you seen yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where he's running down the fairway, and all of a sudden he steps wrong, and his, he dislocates his ankle. But I think they just popped it back in. Oof. I'm a notorious ankle sprainer. Okay, I've had a few bad ones. I've got weak ankles. Like literally, just stepping on a pebble, I'll sprain my ankle. Okay. And- I haven't had. It's pretty I bad. I have no idea why. I, I, I sprained my ankle as a, uh, like in little league, and then sp- had probably four or five severe sprained ankles. No, I had the last really bad one I had uh, was playing basketball and went up and came down on the side of my foot, and I could feel. I felt the side of my ankle hit the floor where it just went completely flat and i thought i broke my ankle i probably should have had x-rays done but i never did but uh yeah that was uh that was the worst one i ever had i think i was pretty much out of commission for a month sprained ankles are one of those things where um 
it's never bad enough to go to the ER, but you probably should, I guess. I don't know. Because whenever you, you get a sprained ankle, your your foot, if you sprain it really good, you get really swollen ankle. Oh, yeah. So you're like, oh, I know just all the ligament, everything's broken there, and then nothing's ever broken. Like, you got to really... Yeah, but, but it was, yeah, it was all swollen. It was purple spots. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, the the wife was like, yeah, you, you need just go get an x-ray. Just And I was like, nah, I'm fine. <laughs> no big deal. All right. And next is for me to, do I have a soul? Um, so Dak broke his foot. And I was sitting there and go, man, that's crazy. I'm just like, that's all I'm thinking. I'm like, that's, that's super crazy. And then he's, um, he's obviously getting carded and he's, you could tell it's not like a pain thing. Like, I don't think it really hurt him, but he obviously knew he's like, Oh crap. I can't play football no more. So he started crying and I see a bunch of people getting like really emotional on Twitter and Brad, no soul guy just goes, why is everybody crying? (laughs) Like even Dak, I was like, why are you crying, dude? Like, I mean, you'll be all right. (laughs) Like your career's not over. You'll be all right. Yeah. In the moment, you don't know what he's thinking, though. Yeah, I, know. I mean, he he he's not an orthopedist, so he might have been thinking, "This is it." Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And and he's gone like they've talked, and I didn't think about this immediately on Sunday, but as it's been talked through this week, I mean, he was it four five years ago he lost his mom, his brother committed suicide this year. Like he's been through a lot of he stuff. He has been through the ringer, and I really, I don't. It seems like he has another brother. Uh, yeah. Um, and I don't know what other family or support system he has. And I know he has teammates and everything, but that dude's, uh, it's, and I guess he just put out a video today, I think. Like, it seemed yeah. like he was real, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm like, uh, a lot of people are like projecting a little bit, like, if I broke my ankle and all those things happened, I'd just be a wreck. And it's like, you know, well, he did just make thirty-one or two million dollars with on top of fifty million dollars. I mean, he's he could literally stop working right now and oh, not sure. not have to work another day in his life. So, I guess in my mind, I was like, why is everybody crying? Like, it's, it's he's you know, it sucks. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't suck, but it's like it's football, and you know, you know, you'd be all right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. In the moment, you know, people deal with everybody's emotion. Emotional makeup is different. If like he was still, like if that video today would have been him real, real down. This has been real tough, guys. And like fighting, <laughs> fighting off tears. I would oh, yeah. be like, I mean, it's gonna be okay unless you have some unforeseen complication or like an infection or something. He's like in the back of an, he's like in the back of an escalate. Somebody's driving him. Like he's doing great. (laughs) Like he'll be fine. And whatever happens in the future. I mean, I, I really think Dak will probably be taken care of. I I was one of those guys who was like, fucking pay the guy. Like uh, he tried to put his foot together when it was obviously not fixable. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like there was no way of fixing that. And he was like, I'm sorry guys. Just let me get this back in. We'll get this, we'll get this going. Um, so yeah, I mean, at the same time, I wonder if he's like, 
kind of mad at his agent, been like, God, if we just sold, if we would have signed thirty five, I would have been pretty good with that. So, yeah, I, I, I think the, their sticking point was more on the number of years on the contract. And if I remember correctly, I oh, think he wanted four. He wanted four instead of five, so he could yeah, you'd re, hit free yeah. agency an extra time. And now Dallas he's was with sticking with the five years. Five, yeah, but I. I don't know. I mean, he is not. Um, I, I mean, I'm a big fan of his as a player, even though I don't view him as being perfect by any means. But I, I mean, as a like a human being, like... as a human being, as a person, unless there's something way underneath the surface that we're just not oh, seeing. I mean, he, he seems in, like he turns an amazing into Josh dude. Hamilton or something. Like, yeah, but he just seems like an amazing guy that everybody likes and respects. Like. He's only been in the league, I guess it was his fifth season, but and there may be an obvious one I'm not thinking of, but who's the player that maybe left this team and was like, yeah, Dak's the problem, or he can't get people the ball, or he can't lead, or something like that? Like I've, I don't recall ever hearing that. No, I don't think so. I don't think we're, we're going to get to that yet. I mean, it's it, – uh, let me – no – I don't think anybody would do anything, but I was thinking like if Zeke had broke his foot and everybody would be like, see you, dude. Bye. Just get off the field. <laughs> like they wouldn't have gone over there and been like, no, man, we can't do this without you. Um, yeah. I don't know. You're, 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 it would have been a downer, but not as high on God, the scale. Get this jerk face off my field. <laughs> like, well, um, I can, I can tell you what would have happened if it would have been Zeke. I don't, I don't mean that. Uh, well, Tony Pollard would have finished the rest of the game, and the Cowboys probably would have signed Le'Veon Bell today, and we would have all moved on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that until you just said, it, "Like, okay, we would have, we would have been fine." So, and like, we're not, not signing. I don't even know. Is there any? We're not signing Colin Kaepernick right now, and like. Well, who Dak? Who I don't know. What, there's nothing you can replace Dak with. Yeah. Hey. Well, at least uh, Jacob was on here. We get the next next 15 minutes would be about Andy, Andy Dalton. Andy but... Dalton, I know, and it was pretty funny. I, I I'm not gonna lie. Hey, I, this is why this is why you sign a guy like and that, not Cooper Rush or whatever his name was. So exactly. Yeah. But I I can't wait. I, I mean, I, it's it's a problem I would like to have, but I can't wait to see. Like if they run off like nine out of ten games, and then everybody's like, "Why do we need? Why do we need him, dude?" Just, just, I'm not just keep Andy. I know it sucks. Like I really like you and me are both on on the Dak train, but I'm not. I'm not voting against like Andy Dalton turning into like Roger Staubach and becoming a like a hero in Dallas in Dallas Cowboys lore oh, as he comes that, in. That's just, I am all about that, but I don't yeah, think it'll fine. happen, but no, but, but, but the thing is, even if he balls out over the next two months and you're like, well, let's just have Dalton as the quarterback. Well, he's a free agent. You're going to have to pay him probably at least 25 million a year. Yeah. True that. You're not getting some huge savings. No, no. But it would be fun. It'd be a fun year. Oh no! Uh, yeah. I'm, That's all we I'm, would get. It's one year of, oh my God, Andy Dalton, the, the Fort Worth King comes in and. I think, I think he's gonna play. He's gonna be fine. 
I think they're going to play a little differently. They're not going to have the same exact approach offensively, but I, I think this is going to be your typical Cowboys season where it comes down to the very last week. As it, to whether it was they weird, the and, and now they're going to have a full week of, all right, we got the Andy Dalton uh, playbook now. We got to do it. Andy Dalton's good at instead of what Dak's good at. But the one play that I saw on the – I even somebody had made the clip and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, the one him running and uh, Gallup making that crazy throw or uh, crazy catch. You're like, oh, okay. Andy Dalton's not a little like – No, he can, don't, he can play. Don't let the redhead fool you. He's he's here to play. So Yeah, he he, he can play. It's a It's a – probably about a two tier step down in overall talent and ability, but you, you can find ways to, to make up for that. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. Who are they playing next week? The Cardinals on Monday night. Oh, is that why they said those they posted that the other day or uh, something about Carson Palmer and Dak. It was a photo. I'm like, why is it? I'm so oblivious to everything. It was like, on this day, the Carson Palmer and Dak, I'm like, who gives a crap? But I guess that's relevant now. <laughs> I'm thinking of it. All right. Um, and I guess we can do like a pre-show meeting. So I finally sat down, and I'm not doing a review, but I finally sat down because we had talked about doing a Swamp Thing rev- full breakdown and review. And I finally okay, sat down yeah. and watched it. But I, I attempted to watch this about maybe a month ago and i was i guess i was distracted and i was like booing this movie like five minutes in i was like boo like if swamp thing doesn't show up in like the next two minutes i'm out of here um but on a quick review swamp thing is amazing okay if you need to find the link for it i'll i will shovel that over to you it's amazing (laughs) And it's okay. It uh. So yeah. did 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 you have to go like dark web to be able to find it or? Basically, I had to go dark web. <laughs> so. No, I'll I'll watch it. That can yeah. be that can be reviewed here in the near future. Yeah. So uh, but it got me thinking on like some other uh, like this is that movie's back in 1982. Yeah, and I, I don't think I've seen it. I probably haven't seen it in like 30 years. And I remember Swamp Thing, and now I'm kind of like having like misremembering. I'm like, I don't know if that was the movie I watched when I was was a kid. I'm not exactly sure. Because, again, the time I did watch Swamp Thing, I don't remember it. Now, I did hear that there was like a TV show back in like the early 90s, Swamp Thing. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure how popular that was. I'm not sure if that was what I watched. I'm not sure. Probably not at all. I'm probably sure it's not the 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 goofy like Heather like Heather Locklear like <laughs> one. Do you know that that ex- we might I, I might need to give that a look because that might be the the sequel that we need to look at because it looks like it's pretty bad. Kind but, of the offshoot of the movie. I, I I'll watch it. I don't remember a lot about it. I mean, I remember certain aspects of the movie and uh, the the scene where I guess he's like had his arm cut off and then he 
raises his the ray of sunlight in the where they're keeping him and his arm grows back and i remember that okay, being okay. like stop was like a 10 year old <laughs> that being like a rocky montage equivalent like i was like let's freaking go oh my god okay. swamp thing time and but it it got me thinking because i was so as this is 1982 i ran into another uh and I'm not going to do a full review because I don't think it's like a, uh, I don't know, it's not, it's kind of like a cliche movie. It's not a, I like doing movies that are more or less, not that Back to, Back to the Future was a passion project. But I like to do, I like to do more like cult classics, which as you say are, are code for not that great movies. <laughs> but, um, oh, these are the same year. So, um I I sat down and watched Fast uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Okay. Have you seen that movie recently? Uh, not not recently. Okay. I've seen it, but I've probably seen it all the way through, maybe two times. Okay. Um. Now I don't know what it is about the early '80s. Now I don't know what they're doing nowadays, but. In both of these movies, boobs are a, uh, I'm not centered around it, but it's just like, yeah, there's boobs. And it wasn't that big. And it just wasn't that big of a deal. You just, you just threw that in there. Yeah. You're just like, okay, uh, we got to put the boobs here, here, and here. And that's, that's, it was most casual conversation ever. Um, but, uh, I think in the age of man, this movie was actually a little uncomfortable, uncomfortable for me. Like I, I, we talked a, a few weeks back about some of those, um, uh, I would say teen sex movies. I guess we were talking about, and this kind of falls into it, but it's almost a little worse. Um, it it really made me cringe in a lot of weird places, like where. Uh, I guess the Jennifer Jason Lee uh, character goes out on a date with a 26 year old. Um, I don't know if you remember that part. No, I don't remember that part. It, I was cringing all over the place because for the audio listeners who don't know and maybe have never seen this movie, the Jennifer Jason Lee character, uh, she plays a 15 year old. Yeah. Yeah. She plays a 15-year-old, and she lies about her age. She says she's 19 and goes out with this 26-year-old, and the 26-year-old bangs her. Okay. Yeah, does her. And I don't know if they alluded that she had basically had her virginity taken, but it was so strange that that was in a movie. Um, and I know there's maybe some. That, Go ahead. Maybe that's what inspired Tracy Lord's entrance into the adult film industry. You know that story? Uh, no, please tell me it. I believe that uh, when she started making films, she was only like 15 or 16 years old, <sighs> but con- convinced everybody that she was a few years older and. It would be okay, <laughs> but in fact, it was not. Oh, it's not. <laughs> I did not. 
<laughs> no, it's not. And it, well, South Carolina, I think it is. But uh, hold on, where are they you, were? It are was you saying not. that uh, in the? I'm just reading this quick thing. After her departure from the industry, only two days after ta- turning the age of 18, did she leave when she became legal? <laughs> Well, I don't know. I only know the entrance to the story. I'm not, I don't know about the exit. All right, you boomers out there. What the fuck were y'all doing? <laughs> what in the hell were y'all doing? Uh, I, I just so much cringe. But the movie itself is, you know, it was one of those movies when I was uh, like getting into my teenage, like my, my dad. He was like, oh, dude, you got to totally see Fast Time at Ridgemont High. You're going to love this movie. You know, basically, son, there's boobs in it, and it's awesome. And and I, as, I don't know if I'm just getting older, I look at movies a lot different than I ever have. Like, the, and I wonder if that was actually the theme of them. So I'm not saying that this is a bad movie. Uh, I just wonder if the theme of it isn't everybody go get drunk and have sex with random people that you meet at the pizzeria. I wonder if there was actually like, yeah, you really don't want to fucking do that. And I, and it's kind of a weird way that this movie doesn't actually, I mean, I guess as the lore goes with fast time, it's, it's a great movie because there's a stoner and there's drinking, there's drugs, there's sex. It's it's a great movie. But I wonder, I'm like, well, it's not. Like, I don't think that's the theme. I don't know if, you, again, you haven't seen this movie in like a really long time. And we're not doing a full no. review on this. But, yeah, I, there's a, there's a I, I don't know if you want to say anything. But uh, there's the part where the Phoebe Cates character, you know, She's really, it, she's the one who comes out of the pool with the yeah red, right, the right, red, right. The freebie Kate. I mean, just a man. She was so friggin' hot in this movie. She she was very attractive. She was very, and then I had to look to make sure. Jennifer Jason Lee, I, I don't know how fucking old was she in, when this movie came out. I think she was well of age whenever the movie was. Okay, I mean, that movie's almost like 40 years old, right? Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, the movie's, uh, it will be 40 years old in like two years. Okay. So, and it looks like Jennifer Jason Leigh was born in 1962. I would believe it would make her well over 18 when she was in the movie. So I think she was cast. Yeah, she'd been like 20. She she was cast in the movie probably because she was super young looking. And you're like, okay, you're going to play a 15-year-old. And, I mean, they show her... She's fully naked in this movie for quite a bit of it. And she's playing the 15-year-old. Ugh. Yes. Dude, I'm telling you, the movie makes me cringe so much. But um, the Phoebe Cates character in this movie, um, she, throughout the whole thing, is just telling... Uh, I should like get their names or whatever. Uh, Stacy, who Jennifer Jason Leigh plays, the, the 15-year-old, to just tells Stacy just don't even don't even think of sex as such a big deal it's I mean it's no big deal is it you know and it turns out in the movie it's a huge fucking deal like she had sex with that 26 year old 26 year old never called her again and then she had sex again with that 
Dem- uh, what the hell is that guy's name? Uh, Damone knocks her up. I don't even know if she, you know, has to get the abortion and all this. And it's, it's oh, a, wow. Yeah. You don't remember the there's abor- an abortion? Yes. There's an abortion in this movie. Yeah. I, my only <laughs> recollection is, is Spicoli like having pizza delivered to the classroom. <laughs> That's and about think, it. And I think whenever you're watching a movie like that when you're a kid, like, the abortion scene doesn't exactly stick with you, but you know, Phoebe no. Kate's jumping out of the pool and um I'm trying to think of other uh Forrest Whitaker's eye. I'm not sure. You know, that's I, <laughs> I mean it it seems like a movie that uh if I rewatched it, I'd probably be frustrated as to does this movie know what it wants to be? Does this movie wanna be a comedy or does it wanna teach me a lesson? Or is it a commentary on society? Like what? Just just pick one and go with it. That is really what the point is. Is that it didn't know if it was being fast and loose with sex, or was it trying to teach people that maybe you should just like cool it a little bit and maybe find the right. Like the whole thing is Jennifer Jason Lee waits for this guy. Uh, no, not that guy. Rat. Mark Ratner, the guy, he's like the goofy guy across the way who works at the movie theater. Right, yeah. And, you know, he he kind of chickens out and doesn't, like, put a move on her where these other guys do, but they eventually, you know, the best course of action for her was, yeah, I mean, I should probably go with the guy who's, like, very respectful and, like, doesn't try to put a move on me. <laughs> right. Or these other guys, like... You don't have daughters. Like, I think about... No. I, I have daughters. And, like, this is something that I think about, like, religiously. Like, how... And it's not the whole, like, Chris Rock joke where I gotta keep him out the pole. It's... Uh, that's my best Chris Rock, by the way. Um, <laughs> so bad. It wasn't that... I've been practicing a lot. <laughs> but, uh, no. Um, it's It's literally just trying to point your your daughters in like the right direction. And I, and I think it should be even for your boys. Uh, not like your boy, like your children. <laughs> I was saying, like no, your I boy. Got you. <laughs> but, uh, to like, think about these things is like, like that wasn't what I got. Like it wasn't, I don't know. I'm not really even sure what I'm trying to say fully, but that, well, just things that, not to, because I think your point in the movie is just taking something that has importance and value to it and being very frivolous with that when it can actually have lots of other effects on your psyche or you physically. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I, I'm not sure if it's a good movie. I'm not sure it's even a bad movie, but it's a movie where I'm like, I'm not really, again, sure what they're trying to do here. And I really yeah. did enjoy this movie when I was in like, you know, high school, whenever I first saw it. And then maybe right. when I probably watched it again when I was in my 20s. But now as a as a a guy with two daughters, I'm over here going, she did what? She this did this. This is irresponsible. Oh my good lord. What are you, what are you doing there? <laughs> like this is this is my life now. It's everything is is hyped up to a like I don't know. It's. I wish it was a in a way that 
it didn't like even Phoebe Cates in the in the movie. I mean, she's the one talking all fast and loose about sex and whatever, and she ends up as like the she doesn't end up with anybody because she kind of like threw it around and she was with this boyfriend who didn't really give a shit about her. And I, I don't know. I like, I feel like a generation was trying to tell us something, but they were like, ah, oh, man, it doesn't really sell if we tell everybody that sex should be like kind of a little more, uh, and I'm not like a full on brood or anything. Like I'm saying, uh, you have sex with somebody, please think about what you're doing. And that's only I'm tr- what I'm trying to tell like young boys and, and, and my daughters, like y'all need to like, all right, I understand you're going to have in this instance, like in your high school, you're never that, that libidoed up when you're in high school. You'll never be more that more like right. wanting to do anything. But Brad's bud. I didn't know Nicolas Cage was in this movie. I uh, sorry, Squirrel. Oh, yeah, Nicolas Cage is in this movie. <laughs> Just briefly, I think. Oh yeah, it says credited. Okay, his his Brad's bud, which by the way, a lot of fun clips in this movie that I could uh, that are mentioning Brad, um, played by Judge Reinhold. Right, but he was he was credited as Nicholas Coppola. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's his his lineage. He's Italian. I think he changed it to Cage to escape that being Italian grouped in with everyone else with that last name. Yeah, darn it! I would be playing in The Sopranos if I didn't change my name. So <laughs> uh, he's gone on to. You've seen Ghost Rider. I think you know he's uh, gone on to bigger and better things. If you ever, if anybody ever watches a video, because one of my favorite movies growing up was a timeless classic. It's called Face Off. They took his face off. off. Yeah, and there's a video of uh, the late, the great Patrice O'Neill, and he, uh, I can't remember who is. <laughs> who is liking uh the movie and who hates the movie but uh i would say patrice o'neill was the one who liked the movie and jim norton was the one who hated the movie yeah uh it's actually it comes up you put in patrice o'neill uh jim norton and face off is the second one <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's like 11 minutes long because it takes that long for, uh, I believe, it takes, um, I want to try to play like the first part of it, but it takes takes him a little while. Like he's like, Patrice is like, ah, no, I like that movie. And and Jim Nor- with, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. But uh, hold on, I'm going to play that in a second, but. It takes him a little while. He's like, no, man, I love Face Off. That was a great movie. It was great action. And and he goes, uh, Jim Norton, I believe, was like, that, was a good- that movie is garbage. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the worst movie ever. The creepy putting his hands on his face thing. Like, what was oh, yeah. that? I didn't see that. That was a John Wolf film. I John saw Face Wolf. Off. 
Face Off was a great movie. I'll throw my coffee in your face. You didn't like Face Off? How can you? It was pretty good. Oh, that stunk with the awful touch that Travolta did. <laughs> the creepiest move ever. Yeah. Whenever he would leave his wife, he would take his fingers and brush them over the middle of her face. And that was the move he would give her. Like, that was supposed to be the affectionate couples thing they did. <laughs> and then when Nicholas came... I had to say this. I fucking miss Patrice's laugh. Yeah. He has, I don't know if you're a big fan or even know who he is, but. No, I know who he is. Pat yeah. Patrice O'Neill has had one of the best laughs ever. He would just. <laughs> oh my God. Holy Age was in the body. I'm not Castor Troy. <laughs> <laughs> That is, I don't know. Uh, the times I've seen that movie, I've enjoyed it. I'm not. Um, no, I just, I don't think that you cannot not enjoy it. I wanted to say I, it's I was like say, um, there's. I don't listen to this podcast anymore. I don't know if they still do it, but I used to listen to one. I think it was called "How Did This Get Made," <laughs> and it it was just a a, a movie review podcast. And sometimes they'd be really obscure stuff. But I've they they did face off, and they did uh, over the top. They did like three or four different Stallone movies that I like really enjoy. But then it's also fun to hear them talk about just the ridiculous parts of the movies and like the background of uh, like the thing I tell people with over the top. They they'll watch that and be like that movie's awful. Why did Stallone make that? I'm like they just kept throwing money at him until he couldn't say no. Oh, he I got think they like. Oh, I think that's ten million dollars. That's just so genius in that sense. But see, I I, I want to say maybe on a on a on a good level, Face Off is probably a good movie in a sense of they were making a movie they thought was revolutionary, an amazing movie. You know, um, you ever heard of the movie Trolls Two? Or Troll 2? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, Troll 2. I know that sounds weird. It's not Trolls 2. It's Troll 2. It's just, yeah. Trolls, Troll, Trolls 2 is Trolls World Tour. Yeah, I've definitely which, seen that. Which is amazing. Um, no, tr Troll 2 was a movie. Is an actually an Italian-made movie. There was another movie called troll uh, okay. makes sense uh it was called troll um now this movie was okay it was a scary movie whatever it has a uh, it has julie louise dreyfus almost naked and sonny bono having an obscure part in it seriously right okay um and so they made this movie, and this Italian guy goes, all right, we're going to make this movie. It's going to be called, um, oh, my God. I can't even remember what the, uh, it's the Nimbug. What is it called? Oh my is God. it what? Uh, I know, hold on, hold on. I'm, it, it's Goblin. That's what it is. It, oh, okay. Uh, they were going to make a movie which has a bunch of goblins in it, and the town is called Nilbog. And uh, that's goblin backwards. That is, it's true. But uh, 
So they made the movie. They thought this movie was going to be so great. Like the the director, again, they they they're all Italian. They translated the the movie into English, like like in the script. So like that, if you ever, we actually might need to review this because of, oh, of how dreadful it is. Because it, um, <laughs> but uh. The best part about a bad movie is if everyone on there thinks that it's a, that it's a joke and it's it's going to be a bad movie, that's not a good bad movie. Right. Yeah, you need, you need people taking it seriously. You need people there going every day go, "Guys, we're in Nilbog and this is a serious fucking movie." <laughs> and we're going to change the industry. We're going to change I mean, this is going to be amazing. So, um, but the thing is, is they made a movie, uh, with goblins and they were like, all right, actually we need to market this better. We're going to call it troll two. Well, we have no connection to troll one. Why are we calling it troll two? I don't worry about that. It's okay. (laughs) Wow. Did you know about that? I had no idea. Yeah. They, they changed the name of the movie to troll two. And it has. There's no trolls in the movie. They don't even mention trolls. It's about goblins. <laughs> so they just call it troll. T- oh god, it's so great. Yeah, I, I'll watch Swamp Thing. I don't know about Troll Two. I have to. Yeah. We'll think. We'll think on this one a little further. Like you enjoy. I mean, like the room. I don't know if you you've, you've seen I like seen it, but you know of the room. Oh, and, I know what it and is. And you know of uh, the, they just made that movie. With, uh, yeah, the disaster artist. Disaster, disaster artist. artist. Yeah, yeah. Like that was one of the first. Like I never got into this genre before of like bad movies. Like I'm, I'm actually kind of really intrigued by bad movies. Um. But, like, the room that guy was putting tons of money in it. The people oh, yeah, there. For sure. Like you watch Disaster Artist, these people weren't joking around. They thought this was going to be an amazing movie, right? And it turned out to be the the most. The, it was just an amazingly bad movie. Another one's uh, <laughs> Samurai Cop. Have you ever heard of that? Samurai Cop. Yes. <laughs> okay, who's in that? Uh, no one you know. Oh, um, okay. This might be a. Jackie Chan vehicle. No, it's. Let me see if I can play the trailer. Hold on, this thing's gonna try to play when I don't want it to play. Yeah, Samurai Cops are pretty good. I don't think I've even watched it though. I've only seen people review the movie. Shoot me. real name is Joe Marshall. They call him Samurai. He speaks fluent Japanese. Omaha, Yamaha, whatever his face, his name is, right? Are you Fuji, Fujiyama? He got his martial arts training from the masters in Japan. He was brought over here from the police force in San Diego to fight us. I want him dead. I want his head cut off and brought here. I want his head on this piano. I will bring you his head and I will place it on your piano. And we'll see who the real Samurai is. <laughs> I don't even know if I've seen that before. That's very formal. I, I will, will place it on your head. I will place it on your piano. And place it on your piano. 
What about just yes, sir? All right, you love a good arm off, right? Oh wow! Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, for the that, that for one's the, not going to grow back in the sun. No, that will definitely not grow back into the sun. But uh, for the audio listeners, they the samurai cop just cut the guy's arm off, and his arm cheapedly fell off. It was it was a really bad looking. Damn. God damn you guys. All you've done is cost me bloodshed and mayhem. Who hired you? Tell me who hired you to kill a cop. Hey, look. Police, don't move. You're under arrest. Stop. Hey, counselor. <laughs> we'll see you in court. <laughs> By the way, great great soundtrack are you liking this already i see your face <laughs> yeah i mean so so this guy is just from he's just like from california but he's a samurai somehow. i have no idea it's very <laughs> odd I, I literally can't even tell you like i don't know it looks like the the lead singer of winger has studied abroad and <laughs> came back with samurai skills well this one's dead too not captured alive. Have you been circumcised? Well, your doctor must have cut a big portion of it off. No, he uh, he was a good doctor. And I'm telling these son of a bitches that if they continue killing our children, I'll have their stinking bodies in garbage bags and ship them back to Japan for fertilizer. Got it? Wow. Is that amazing or what? like somebody stuck a big club up my ass and it hurts i've got to figure out a way to get it out of there was that what? like an official <laughs> trailer like you can't show that anywhere no i don't think that's you know playing before uh mulan or anything <laughs> so i'm not sure why i picked mulan <laughs> man yeah that's pretty amazing, right? Yeah, that's pretty impressive. I have uh, to tell you. I'm trying to th- I don't think that I can think of any other ones. Uh, any other bad movies. A lot of them were like yeah. horror movies. Or like the... Like, like camp- the Leprechaun series. Yeah, like, like campy, goofy movies. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I guess Leprechaun would be one of those. That's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. I'm trying to think of all the ones that OSW Review has done, but oh, I don't know if you ever listen to them or watch them. No, they're the uh, <laughs> they're everything I would wish we were. But uh, they they review old uh, they review old uh, WWF pay per views. Oh, okay. In the Hogan review. <laughs> it's so great. And that that's the only reason I know of I knew the room before. Um they they did a review of, of the room and Samurai Cop was the first time I ever heard of it. So that's uh, okay, okay, okay. That's where I learned of Oh, uh there's another one. Let me see if I can find the clip for this. There's a so these guys are are Irish and they have a that what is it called deviation fatal deviation it's an irish 
I don't want the full movie. I would like it like a trailer. I don't think they they have a trailer for this. Oh, there is one. But there's a um <clears throat> So they're Irish and there's a <clears throat> there's a it's a folklore movie, but they uh they made it in Ireland. It's like a karate type, but it's called Fatal Deviation. That's one they reviewed and that one's uh pretty gnarly. And okay. also shit. Like it looks horrible. And that's not good. Meet me tomorrow. Oh, hold on. Play that. Fatal. I'm not paying you to sit around here on your arse smoking. Oh boss. You made me look bad. And that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Meet me tomorrow by the seven oaks. Why? Because I'm going to walk with you. <laughs> I would want to walk with you, old man. Your father said that the first time I met him. What do you know about my father? And and just maybe like a little background on this guy. So f- again, for the audio listeners, this guy like made this. Um, this guy was trying to be like the Irish John Claude Van Damme, and he felt like he had to make this movie to like get his foot into the door but he ended up making like one of the more shit movies ever because <laughs> it's so low rent it looks like it's made for like maybe two thousand dollars or something like that it's it's yeah uh, uh, no I was, I was gonna say it looks like something that uh what's what's the opposite of hd in... low res <laughs> low yeah <laughs> it's got it's LD. Made in high school yeah he can hear it before it makes a sound you can sense it before it happens. He can vanish before you realize he's there. And he's the last person. And as you see, Jay, he's a pretty accomplished martial artist. Uh, he's very good. He looks like, I mean, no bull, you know, BS. He's actually pretty good, it looks like, but he's. He uh, where he lacks in his acting chops, and uh, the whoever the director was on this. You never expect. Expect the unexpected. In keeping with the ancient ways, there are no rules. Welcome back, Seagull. How did it go in Hong Kong? Everything is done. Good. I have another little job for you. Change clothes. Listen, I don't. This makes you realize. So, uh, it makes you realize how hard it is to make movies. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what he's. Is he? Is he a, a fighter? Is he solving crime? It's is like he, a mix between like Snatch and Mortal Kombat. It looks like. <laughs> I'm not okay. really sure. I don't know. I'm really confused. Yeah, I'm really confused at this point. Yeah, well, you're not the only one, and so was <laughs> everyone else. But I don't know. That was that was more or less the best one. That was, you know, kind of that shit movie. Uh, I guess I'll end on that. Uh, did you watch SNL with Bill Burr? Uh, no, I've seen the monologue, but I didn't watch. I, I don't. I, no, I, I would never that. watch. SNL. I would never. I would never. Oh, okay. I would never make anyone watch SNL. 
I was going to say, I don't think I've seen an entire episode of Saturday Night Live in the last at least five years. Oh, I was like, uh, were there guys dancing together in maybe a club called the Roxbury? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it back then. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> it's just not on the radar anymore. No, I mean, it's not funny. So I mean, I like... Some people don't watch it because, you know, we get back into the whole political, social thing. It has nothing to do with any of that. It's just, it's just off the radar. Like, I don't even no, I, I don't. No, I'm not, I'm not considering anything, like, political with it. I mean, there are obviously political things, and that's what they've always done. But it's just, frankly, not funny. Yeah. And that's what was kind of interesting about this episode this week is Bill Burr's on it. And if you know anything about me, like Bill Burr, I know since Patrice O'Neill had passed away, Bill Burr kind of took over that number one spot for me. Okay. Um, and I was like, Bill Burr's going to host SNL. This is nuts. Like it doesn't seem like a guy. Number one, I guess he would do it. Cause it's, well, I don't know why he would turn it down. But also, like, why is SNL asking Bill Burr to do this? Yeah, but, you know, he's good. He was good in Breaking Bad. He's good in, like, every movie that he's been in, too. Yeah. Like, I think he's got some He's got some chops. He, he's a genius, is what he is. Yeah. He's, to say he has but the chops, like, he's an absolute Maybe that he's uh, unpredictable. Maybe don't put him in that scenario because you don't know what he's going to do type of thing. Oh no! I, I think it's it was. I, I I'm not saying I have an axe to grind, but they, uh, you know, like there are some guys that I like truly find funny, but whenever they put into that setting of like, like SNL's like, I guess whenever I thought back in the day, like where Adam Sandler and all those guys were on there, and even in the late '90s where Will Ferrell was on there. I never really considered it like, oh, SNL. It's that brand, corporate, NBC, whatever. It was like SNL was like that grimy, like, oh, man, I can't believe they did that skit on something. And, you know, where now it's like, I mean, it feels like it's a corporate brand. like it's, Right. And you can't go out there and make, like, the most outrageous jokes on SNL. Like, you can't really you can push boundaries of course but it's going to be in the boundaries of like you're gonna you're trying to piss off these other people uh, i mean that's that's very much the world that we've created <laughs> i mean it really is yeah but where bill burr comes in and i go wow okay let's see how this monologue goes and i think the whole show wasn't that bad i think um the monologue was pretty damn good um it's obviously not the best he's ever done because the crowd kind of uh i wouldn't say they let him down but there were some parts where i was like everybody should be laughing here <laughs> right uh, but to your point you might be in that crowd thinking like well i think this is funny but if i start laughing and like, and am I going to be the one that everybody's turning around and looking at? Like, exactly. the The weird part was the one part where he talked about the 
like you don't bring up politics in front of your grandparents part where uh you know you know you don't want to get into that that's a bad thing and then like barely anybody's laughing and he's like all right i'm gonna move on to the next joke like (laughs) (laughs) he's just it was and it wasn't like he bombed i don't think he bombed i i think it was more or less uh, it was like uh well no one's gonna play with me here so i'll move along you goofballs like out here listening i mean it it was one of like if you've ever been to like a comedy show and bill burr is probably one of those people if you watch like you laugh and then you look around and you're like, is that okay? Am I allowed to do that? Like, <laughs> but after a while you're just like, yeah, we're gonna laugh at this and and it was like a fresh, like a breath of fresh air. You're like, oh, this is this is what it's like to have it on this channel and on this time slot. It's nice comedy. I don't know, kind of needed that. I don't know. No, I'm a, I'm a fan of his. Everyone I should see him in a ton of stuff, but he's good. Yeah, uh, and I don't listen to it regularly. But he has like a podcast where he he rants twice a week. He doesn't even have guests. He just rants on a podcast. Um, and I guess I should listen to it more. But some like just like me, I wouldn't listen to me by myself. Um, even Bill Burr, I was like, he's like really good with like, you know, shitting on people. Where he's just like, I don't know. He's like into F, uh, Formula One racing now, and we'll talk about that. Uh, okay. So. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, everybody should like Bill Burr. I don't. I don't. I don't think it was kind of like whenever Louis C.K. did it, uh, SNL. He's like, "Well, this is my last time on this show." I, I would say <laughs> that kind of you're kind of a one. And I mean, I think Louis done it twice. I would say. Maybe, but like for Bill Burr, this is a one and done thing for him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's ever coming back, but you know, good to just get it off your back and just, that's why it's like, do your monologue and do it the way you want to do it. Right. You know, I don't know. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> right. I feel like Bill that Burr. Was... <laughs> no, that's the title of the episode is check out Bill Burr. All right. Uh, uh, by the way, listen to the last episode about uh, meatloaf. I was just yeah. Apparently, that's that's hitting home and in, in yeah. at least one household. Yeah, I know. I know Dustin's not here, but he apparently did have a nice conversation with his wife about it, and it doesn't look like he's going to get meatloaf anytime soon. So <laughs> I would but say everybody. Everybody's happy. I would say it worked out great. I mean, it didn't go into, you know, it didn't turn into the big D, and I'm not talking Dallas, so that's always that's always good. So, she, I agree. She apparently had a good, uh, she was a good sport about it, so that's even better. So yeah, yeah. So send in your garbage food ideas, and we'll keep your marriage together. Yes, we will. Don't put too much sauce on that. Have a good one, Jay. (laughs) All right, later. See ya.